Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. Hey friends, great to have you here in the Church Tips podcast. I am so excited to be with my friend, Jeff Deal, the uh, former lead singer with uh, Sonic Flood back in the day. And now he's a professor at North Central University in Minneapolis. And Jeff, great to have you with me here today. Hey, man. It's great to be here, Dick. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You know, over the last uh, number of months, well, actually, man, it's been almost a year, a year ago that we got acquainted. But uh, the last number of months, we've really been full on in creating the new uh, worship leadership course inside of Church University. And man, that has been so much fun. In fact, I got to tell you, your viewers... Um, and just sitting there and listening to the content. This is a full-on course that uh, the the Lord gave Jeff was absolutely phenomenal. So, but anyway, we wanna we wanna take some time and talk today uh, about celebrating your worship team. So this podcast is for well, it's for anyone, but it, we're we're zeroing in on lead pastors and worship leaders. So, what would you say to lead pastors and worship leaders? When, on the subject of celebrating your worship team? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things, obviously, we can talk about, but we want to hit a few that will be practical for people. I think one of the biggest issues here that we face is that sometimes musicians and singers can feel that they are used. They can feel like they're just a cog in a machine, you know, because we've, we've got the people who are on staff. They're just running. They're going. They're doing everything. And they kind of just like, okay, let's throw the band up there. They're doing their thing. And, and we're trying to get so much accomplished that sometimes the relational aspect of it, the work that needs to be done, the great commission, you know, we're trying to do all the things the Bible's yeah. called us to do, right? And, and sometimes yeah. it feels like the band, the musicians can get run over. I don't think anybody's trying to do that. And I'm also not trying to make it sound like the musicians need to be, we need to, you know, pitter-patter around and walk on eggshells or anything like that. But we are trying to keep them around for a while. So yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the things we want, we want to accomplish in this episode is try to help people, not just, you know, encourage them because they're so sensitive, but hey, how can we build relationships? How can we keep these people around? How can we keep them growing spiritually? How can we, you know, all those types of things. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, in 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 a specific sense, what would you, how do you celebrate uh, or show value to a worship team members? Yeah, I mean, I think you know some of it yeah. needs to happen publicly, and then some of it needs to happen privately, right? And you have to use discernment as to when and how and all that works, right? There's certainly some moments where we can celebrate the worship team publicly. I don't think the senior pastor or the lead pastor has to every Sunday morning, you know, like, wow, can we give it up for the, you know, the worship team this morning? What an amazing job, you know? Uh, But you know what? Sometimes that could be as led by the Holy Spirit. That could be a really great thing just to say, hey, and you know, It's one thing I will say this to to lead pastors. Sometimes those little encouragements, number one, they go a long ways, but you got to be careful with how you do it because sometimes it can feel like you're just kind of saying words before you get started with your sermon. It can feel like, hey, give it up for the worship team. They're great. Aren't they awesome? Okay, as we get into this Bible verse, you know, and like really think about it, like be led by the spirit and be like, okay, what can I say that would be authentic and just like, 
point something out specific that you love. I think that's probably the key right there is to point something out specific that you loved about the worship that morning. Oh, I just feel like you guys are so anointed. Or man, yeah. you guys just sound so great. And just, I love the way you guys work together as a team. Stuff like yeah. that, you know. What about, what about the, you know, you said publicly and privately, and what you just referenced was publicly. Yeah. I mean, what kinds of things would you do privately? Yeah, I uh, mean, you know, obviously, and this, you know, has a lot to do with the worship leader, probably. Uh, I think there's a few things you can do. Uh, one, you could just schedule some times to get together with your worship team, either as a whole, uh, where you're you're having some team nights, you're having a fun getaway or a retreat or something like that. You can also just text these guys, you know? I, I, one of the things that I talk about a lot is you, you really need to know when their birthdays are, you know? Maybe even go as far as knowing where their anniversaries are, that type of thing, and just be able to say, hey, man, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I want to be the first one to wish you a happy birthday today, you know? Just send him a quick text message. Uh, but then, as I mentioned with the public encouragements, these private encouragements are the same in the sense that when you walk off the stage and you come into the green room, pulling someone aside, I don't think you have to do this every week with every person, but you just, you feel something that someone did that was special and give it 30 seconds and just pull someone to the side and say, hey man, I just want you to know I have seen so much improvement in you and it's blessed me. It's killing me. I love it. I'm so proud of you and excited about what you're doing. You know, those types of you know little encouragements can go a long way. When you do that, uh, you know, I, I picture, you know, pulling off in the green room or the side room. Um, it's not a big show to everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's you and that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're up close. Yeah. Uh, you, you maybe lower your voice. You, um, yep. you just really, it's heartfelt. Yeah. It's very personal. So, yeah. So, you know, when I'm listening to that and your, your thoughts uh, earlier on the publicly, I mean, all of us are human. How do you, how do you not sound generic? Yeah, in what you're doing. Well, uh, I, I think it's a really important point. You know, I mentioned the idea of being authentic, and it is challenging because we have so many things going. Right. I remember when I first understood. And this is probably 15, 20 years ago. I started sort of had this revelation that I I needed to be a better encourager. And so my first like year of trying to be a better encourager was just, I just felt like such a fake, a phony, you know? So I'm going, you are doing such a good job, team. Congrats, way to go, bro. You know, I mean, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to get this thing. But what I didn't do is I didn't quit. I knew that because I, I didn't want them to feel like I was encouraging because I knew I was supposed to, right? And that's what you got to watch out for, guys. Worship leaders, lead pastors, you don't want to just be that guy who's always giving, oh, man, I love that hat. Just because the book told you you were supposed to say, I love that hat, you know? You really have to. And I think the key is listening to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will put things on your mind and on your heart that you might not have thought of before, and you didn't say it this way before, but he'll give you a specific way that's unique that will come across as genuine and real. Genuine to that person, to that person. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Wow. Yeah, that is so good. Okay, now let's go to, now I'm sure you never dealt with this, but in my years, you know, I got the gray hair to prove it, <laughs> and um, there are from time to time, difficult team members to compliment. They're they're just they're very talented, 
but they're just difficult. How do you genuinely bring that kind of person along? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of the issue there, I'm, I'm assuming, um, is is that there might be some tension between some things they're doing really well and maybe some things that they're not doing so well. You know, so you're kind of walking that line between, hey, I want to bring some correction or I want to help them do better in this area. Maybe it's a relation thing. Maybe it's a pride thing, an arrogance or something like that. But uh, I think what we have to do is we have to, again, be able to find some genuine things. Like, And I get it. Sometimes it is difficult because you might have seven things that you're thinking, I need to talk to them about this. I need to get with them because they got to fix this, 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 and this. And so you're going, man, what can I say? Well, you got to look at them and even pray about this. Okay. I know, I know this is lost on us sometimes. Like, Lord, help me to understand how I can encourage this person. What are some things that I see them doing that are genuinely, they're genuinely doing it well, but I just haven't said anything. I think that's part of my issue, Dick, is that I used to always overemphasize the negative. And I mean, we do have to get to the negative, right? We have to talk about those things and we shouldn't shy away from that. But we do want to be able to encourage them. So you have to really say, okay, what is something that this person's doing that I really genuinely appreciate? And then you can, yeah. it'll be real because you actually really uh, are encouraged by them. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, uh, this goes a little bit, a little bit of a shift here, but how do you uh, make rehearsals and sound checks enjoyable for people? So, I mean, these people, you know, day jobs, they're coming in in the evening or Saturday, you know, how do you make that fun for them? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of lot of things that go into a rehearsal, right? I think the number one thing that you're going to want to do to help and fun, you know, and, and is part of it, right? Because we want to have uh, a good experience. But I think the best experience you're going to have is is when you have planned out your rehearsal, right? Where you you have actually have it all together and you're ready to go, you're organized, all that. Because the thing that people get upset with. When there's all this downtime, like, oh, re- real quick, let me run and get this thing done. Oh, hold on for just a second. We haven't figured this out yet. Oh, we don't know the chords for this song. Oh, and, you know, that's where it gets frustrating for people. So if you can streamline and get ready to go with your rehearsals, that's going to make it more fun because we're actually doing what we came to do. Now, another part of that is 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 the culture that you build. You've got to build a culture where people understand what they're coming to. We talk about this a lot between the difference of rehearsing and practicing. Like a lot of people, they might come to a rehearsal and they're actually practicing a song. And what we mean by that is that they've never actually played it, but they're reading the chart for the first time or trying things for the first time. But we're asking people to practice at home so that we can rehearse together. That makes it a lot better for everybody else because the one guy who did prepare and the guy who didn't prepare, they're not going to be on the same page. Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm glad you you mentioned that on, on being prepared uh, and ready to go because there's nothing worse. Well, there, I'm sure there's something worse, but you know, to be a volunteer and give up your time to show up only to have potentially the paid person. Yeah. Be not together. Yes. And it's like, uh, it's like, what is, what is my time worth? I mean, I, I just sit here. So I, I'm so glad you said Yeah, we've got to respect that. their time. That's absolutely. Absolutely. Them, so. so how do you, uh, how do you compliment um, worship uh, production people? Now, they're a little bit, I, I know we've been talking in a broad sense, but I think most of us in our minds have pictured the people up on stage on yeah. the platform. 
but you've got these production people. How do you uh, really celebrate those people? Yeah. Well, and sometimes their temperaments can be a little different. It's definitely a different world, but we understand that your production team is part of the worship team. And I want to make that point too, because sometimes we think of each other as two different worlds and yes, two different worlds, but we are also, we're in the game for the same purpose. We yep, all exactly. want people to connect with God. Now, part of that yep. is that you as the worship leader, you have to actually tell your sound team that. You have to tell your production team, say, hey, we, you know what? We actually consider you guys worship leaders too. Like some people only think of the singer as the worship leader, right? But, right. and then they go, oh, maybe we understand that the band is also a worship leaders. Yeah, but what about the lyric operator? I mean, if the lyrics aren't right, how can we worship God, right? If the sound right. is like all messed up and the, the lead vocals off and the drums are super loud, it's going to mess up the worship. So all of us are leading worship together. And so in communicating yep. that the lead pastor and the, the worship leader need to actually say those things to the production team, which I think brings them into the group and it, it makes them feel like they're included because they are, you know? So, but helping them, it not only does it encourage them, but it also helps them understand their responsibility because you're yeah. also raising the bar on responsibility. You know, yeah. I had one guy that uh, was one of my, my sound engineer that traveled with me. And I tell you, I prayed about this for years, but this guy would lay his Bible out on the sound console and he would be, you know, doing his faders, but then he'd be like praising God, singing, and then go down and do his work. And then he'd be praising God and praying for everybody while it's happening. I felt like we had everybody surrounded, you know, like we're, yeah, we yeah, were getting yeah. them from the stage and, the, and then they oh, were getting man. them from behind too. So I encourage that type of uh, development. That is so good. You know, this whole topic of celebrating your worship team is so critical for both the lead pastor and uh, the worship leader, I, I just thank you uh, for all that you've given us on this. Jeff, Jeff, give us a give us a hitch up. Is there any parting comment you want to make on this topic? You know, I have an idea that I encourage lead pastors in, and I know that, that hear me out on this, but but uh, on Sunday morning, and a worship leader can do this as well, and hopefully you already are, but on Sunday morning, lead pastors have a lot going on. But if you could take three to five minutes and go meet with the worship team in the green room, and just like, number one, your presence there is makes a big deal. It's a big difference, right? And so you come in and, and everyone's like, oh, okay, there's something serious happening here. And you're able to come in and, and maybe give them, cast a little vision, you're able to bring some encouragement. Hey, I just want you guys to know. And again, you got to find that genuine place, right? But but I just want you guys to know that I'm so excited. And I want to release you, worship team, because he's the authority, right? He or she, lead pastor, authority. Uh, I want to release you to move the way that the Holy Spirit is calling you to move. Wow, okay, that's amazing. That gives us freedom. And then yeah. to be able to pray with them and, and, and you know, call them out and call them up to a higher level. I think that is going to be a huge encouragement to them. Wow. That is so good. Jeff Deal, thank you very much. This has been great. Loved hanging out with you as always, uh, just uh, uh, chatting on worship leadership. Um, it, you know, for the uh, viewer or listener, uh, be sure to go into the show notes. You'll see a variety of things uh, in there that are going to tag you around to the different uh, uh, podcasts on worship leadership as well. Uh, Jeff has been so kind to create two uh, worship leadership um, uh, PDFs for us. One is on navigating generational and cultural gaps uh, in worship. And the other is uh, the worship leaders 
guide to honoring their lead pastor. And uh, so here's how you access those. It's real easy. Go to leaders.church slash gaps for the first one, leaders.church slash honor for the second one. And again, those uh, links will be in the show notes. You can uh, take advantage of those and jump right in. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us on the Church Tips Podcast. Jeff, thank you very much for being with us. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Sounds be good. blessed. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.